Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The track was a bit wet, you know, wet, but we were on slicks, and I love these conditions. And then Fernando just came to the afternoon, you know, when the track was just dry. He, first session, bam, one second, faster than me. I was, man, what? Why? I don't think anyone actually really knows the price of an F3C. I don't think it's a problem to say that, to be honest, because, you know, it's... It's more, I don't know, depending, you know, top team is more than... There is so many good drivers there, it's difficult to say, they would be all the same, you know? Who's the worst driver? Who is the no, worst? No, no, no. <laughs> welcome to the Podcast. Ladies and gents, welcome back to Pit Stop. I'm happy, alright, because this is our second guest in a row. It we is. did Brad Benavides yesterday, and now we've got another... Very special guest sat in front of us today. An amazing guest who has stayed in London an extra day to make this happen. We're very thankful for that. Ladies and gentlemen, Gabby Bortoletto. Thank you very much. Let's go. Now, this is mega straight off the bat because you are smashing it in F3. I want to go straight there. Hell yeah. But first of all, thank you for the invite, guys. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, yeah, let's talk a bit of the season and everything. I'm very happy. Season has been a dream coming true for me. Um, first year leading the championship, so not bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. By, by a lot of points as well. Like, I just checked how many points ahead of you are in front of the, the guy who's in second. Like, you're, you're killing it. Yeah, t- 36 points in front, three, three rounds left now. So let's see how things go. We cannot, oh, sorry. <laughs> we cannot, uh, like, relax now because there is still three, lo- three rounds left and each win is 25 points. So... Yeah. Even if I'm 36 in front, it's so easy to suddenly lose these points in case you don't do a good weekend. You could still lose it now with three races left? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, it's for sure, if I keep doing the results that I am doing, the chance of losing is very low. Mm. But, you know, my target is still to win one race at least this season. Mm-hmm. Because winning one race, I think it will be much more comfortable on my side. Because yeah. it's 25 points, so... yeah. yeah. Let's see how things go. Um, three rounds left in tracks that I know from the past seasons that I've done. And uh, yeah, uh, let's see. So you're currently racing with Trident? Yes. Yep. And so making that step into Formula 2, if, if it happens, you know, would, do you stay with that team or could you pick a different team? How does that work? I don't, I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, so it's quite early in the season now still. No? We are in July and... Um, but everyone starts to talk about this time of the year, no? about mm. F2 season, who is staying in F3, who is going. On my case, it's a bit more clear for me because um, we expect me to finish in the top three in the championship this season uh, from the results that we are having already. So it's easier for me to say I'm stepping up to F2. Yep. 
because normally you step up after your rookie season if you finish top three, you know. If you finish top five, there's a chance of you, you repeating the year in F3. But yeah, let's see how Trident goes until the end of the year. I love this team. Uh, they're making my biggest dreams coming true, you know, mm -hmm. from being a championship leader in my rookie season in F3. So yeah, um, it all depends how they, they perform this year and, uh, and yeah. It's incredible. See. It's incredible how you're doing in your rookie year in F3. But before this season, did you go into the year expecting or thinking that you would, you know, be top of the championship right now? Where were you at going into it? I see the smile. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as a driver, you always uh, expect something good from your side. You know, um, I know my qualities and I know my weakness as well. I, I, to be fair, I never had a season that like I'm having this this season. I'm never leading the championship. Uh, three rounds left with 36 points ahead. Freck, I finished fifth in F4. If I'm not wrong, I finished fifth as well. So let's say I'm, I was never a superstar in the single seaters. I was there, always good, winning races in every category. I've been through. Yeah. But I never won the championship. So I did some great results in karting. But this is the first season that I really have the capacity and the the results to, to finish in the top three and win the championship. So I was not expecting to be straight away, straight away on pace because at the first two rounds of the season, I won. So this was a bit surprising mm -hmm. also yeah, for yeah. myself, you know, mm -hmm. because from the first test in Jerez, uh, after the season finished last, last year, um, I was P1 by five tenths on P2 on the, wow. on the second day. So... And then in the third day, they came closer, but they didn't beat my time. Mm -hmm. But still, I was five tenths quicker in the second day that I sit in the, in the car. And I never tested a car faster than a Freca. So What's a Freca? Freca is from the regional by Alpine. Oh, okay. It's the category okay. that I, I, I've drove, driven last season. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it's a much slower car. It's around, I think, um, six seconds, five seconds lower okay. than, the, than the F3 much less downforce, much less power, mm -hmm. so, and everyone has already tested the, the uh, GP3 car, you know, so GP3 is the car that normally the drivers test before jumping to F3, because it's the most similar nowadays, Got it. Yep. that you can test, because F3 you cannot test uh, every day, so I went directly for the test, no expectations at all, and then, bam, P1, 510. I was like, <laughs> man, bro, what, what, what was that, you know? But yeah. I felt very good with the car and the team. So you, you start to create expectations. But I say maybe it's only one day, you know, mm. maybe one day that I did very well. And then from every test, I was doing well. What's the top speed of a F3 car? What could you max out at? I think in Monza we will reach, I think, 300, probably. 300 That's kilometers. Kilometer. I don't know yeah. what that is in mile per hour. I think, I think so. I'm not sure. Any idea? No, no, I can't translate <laughs> that. <laughs> Sounds pretty quick. What do you think clicked at the beginning of this year then, that if you stepped in and straight into P1, like uh, maybe even away from the racing? Because I feel like a racer has to be in a great mindset, like mentally or off the track as well, to be able to get in. So in your life right now, how do you think you were able to step in? What, what's clicked? Well, why do you think you're suddenly winning now if you haven't won before? I think um, I've changed quite a lot of stuff from my routine from last season to this season. First, I, I moved to Milan, uh, where my team is based. And, um, 
and I'm living alone now. Before I was living with a family, not my family, a family that came with me to to Europe when I was 11, because you know a I host started family like they look after. Yes, you. exactly. Yeah. But they are not like a host family because he was my coach at the time. Since I was eight years old, he started working with me in karting, and we have been working like every day since last season. This season he's living in Brazil, but still with me, you know, mm. some races he's coming, some races he's staying in Brazil, but we always keep the contact. But as I turned 18 last season, I decided to, I say, look, I want to live alone. I want to, you know, get more responsibilities to myself as well, to get more mature and stuff. So yeah, I decided to live alone and, you know, you, you need to figure out everything by yourself, you know, um, like, I didn't have anyone else to make this. If I mm-hmm. I left the laundry there, yeah. it wouldn't clean by itself. Yeah. So you started to be more mature yeah, and yeah. doing things. So I think even this, even if this seems stupid, it's a big step for the racing career as well because you start to realize the small details that makes the difference at the end of the day. Yeah, you become more independent, and that exactly yeah. ultimately makes you better at racing, I guess. Yes, I, I believe in the same because at the end. I, I worked myself much more uh, this season than what I've done the last years, you know. Mm. Also physically sane, also my mental uh, was... I, I was much more relaxed this season, you know. Rookie season, I was not expecting... There was no pressure on me, like, you need to win, you need to finish top three, no. To be fair, the, the, be- the beginning of the year, everyone was saying, like, okay, just do one season in F3, do your best, we hope you do well, because we knew that the car was good. But the plan is to do two seasons and, um, yeah, we will see how things go. And then, man, P1, P1, first two rounds. And then, you know, we we kept doing good results. And, yeah, mm. here we are, three rounds left and we are P1. So That's mega. <laughs> you know. Do you remember how it all began back in Brazil? Like the story of how you first got in a car? Yes. Um, basically, everything started with my brother. No, He's six years older than me. And um, he started racing when he was seven. But um, because of financial conditions at the time, uh, one member of my family tried the go-kart of him and he crashed. And we didn't have the money to pay for a new go-kart for him. Mm. I was uh, two years old at the time, so mm. I was not even... Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to talk even. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, And then he stopped for like four or five years and then he came back. And uh, when he came back to, to racing, I was already six turning seven mm. so i went to the races but the real thing was when i was going there i liked cars like go-karting and yeah. stuff but i liked the podium you know everyone I, all the kids on podium winning trophies and stuff i was like man i want this you know i really want to 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 go to the podium i want yeah. to to win these things that was my patience if i was not even the the karting so you just want to win you yeah <laughs> i just want to win you know that was my my thing and then i told my father i want to try this because i did some go-karting no uh, indoor karting you know this that you go to shopping yeah, mall yeah, and there yeah, 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 yeah. so he gave me the opportunity but it was no practice nothing he just threw me in the race bam so i was spinning around the whole race <laughs> everyone was making fun of me but i was there happy there were six go karts and in brazil we have uh, six places on on the podium so i got my trophy in my first race oh, wow. <laughs> finishing p last but i was still so happy man i i went back home with my trophy i put it in my room and i was like so so happy <laughs> and then from that day i started to practice practice and yeah i started winning races but you know my 
my dream was winning. That was my my motivation. Mm. And then I started liking racing, you know. The, but this came after. After I did two, three races. And then I really started liking racing. Because when you are racing, but you see everyone beating you, you know, you don't like it so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, after I started winning, I started to like. What's your favorite <laughs> part about racing? I don't think we've ever asked a driver that, but like going into a race weekend, what's your favorite part? Like a, the qualifying session or the our first couple of laps or what bit do you enjoy most? I think nowadays I enjoy a lot quali. Just the podium. You enjoy the podium these days. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the best part of the weekend is for sure when you win the race. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't change. But like I nowadays I like qualifying because um, it's the moment that you can show yourself and everyone that if you do the pole, you are the quickest. Yeah. And that's what I like, to be the quickest. Because, you know, the race depends a lot of all the conditions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, you cannot win, but... Or you win because uh, someone had a flat spot or yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they crash. But yeah. the real thing is, the, the real satisfaction for me is when I, I do pole position. Mm. I love it, mate. That's the best feeling I can get in the race weekend. Mm. But in go-karting times, I loved racing because, you know, it's much more uh, aggressive uh, overtakes there and there. You don't need to be the fastest to win races in go-kart because you can just be good at racing and you will win. Yeah. So... I think my, my mindset changed from go-kart into formulas. And when you moved out of Brazil, what was that like for your family? Like when you had to go away? And who did you go with? See, this is when you moved in with your mentor. Yes. So basically, from what I told you, you know, at the beginning, uh, when I started racing, they just threw me in the, in, the, in the world of racing, no practice, and I was spinning everywhere. And it was the, exactly the same thing when I moved to Europe. There was never a, a plan to me to start doing things, you know. It was all about trusting uh, people that were around me. And we trust this family and I still trust them a lot. That's why they still work with me. So basically we were in my beach house in Brazil. And um, and my father asked this coach, you know, Francesco is his name. Mm -hmm. And he asked, oh, if Gabriel wants to become an F1 driver, what does he need to do? Because, you know, my family didn't have any, exp any mm -hmm. experience in, in the motorsport yeah, world. Yeah. So we didn't know anything. Had the trainer worked with anyone else before you? Like anyone? Yeah, his, his son, it's a driver, professional driver in yeah. Brazil. Yeah. He's a very successful driver in Brazil. And uh, he, he did karting in Europe. He right. raced formulas in Europe. And he's seven years older than me as well. He's in the same age as my brother. So we were in this beach house. Two months before the year after start, so we were in November, and uh, my father asked him, "Look, what what does Gabriel need to do to become an F1 driver if he wants? Because that was my dream, now." So the guy looked at him and said, "Okay, he needs to go to Europe to race in Europe." So my father looked at me and he said, "Okay, so pack your bags because you, in one month uh, you are moving to Europe." Wow! <laughs> and he told this guy, "Are you able to go with him?" Like. Mm -hmm. You want to go with him, to live there with him? So I, the guy was a bit in shock, you know, because it was a bit the beginning also of our relationship of yeah, yeah. A coach, driver. Yeah. So he didn't know so well my father. So it was also about trusting my parents and my parents trusting him at the same time. So he said yes. So he went with his wife, his Two kids, not kids because they were already overage. Like he was, they were both uh, plus eighteen. Yeah. So 
they moved to to Europe to Italy with me, him and his wife, and uh, yeah, we started the season in 2016, uh, mid 2016 we did some races, and 2017 we moved to to Europe to live there. Wow, man, yeah, that's insane. Like, just me and him living together for the last two years, you know. We've pretty close now you know like we, we feel like we're brothers and so you and your trainer you must have that same relationship and I, I guess it's still fairly fresh but I mean do you think you'll stay with him now for forever or absolutely yeah, yeah. as I said I, he doesn't live with me anymore we don't have the contact that we had before like mm. every day I woke up you know the first face that I see in the morning is him because yeah. he was in the same house as me yeah. nowadays it's not like this anymore but we talk every race week we talk every week uh you know, not only about racing, because I have a, I still have a very good relationship. It's like my second father, because, mm. you know, we, when I was 11, we started living together. So we created this relationship and uh, we still have a very good contact. And I told him already, even if we don't work anymore, like coach and, and driver, because, you know, I moved, I'm living alone and he's living in Brazil. He's not coming to other races. Mm. But he's still helping me a lot in my mental stuff because he's the guy that knows me better than anyone. Yeah. So yeah. he knows just looking at my eyes when I'm feeling good or not. Mm. You know. So I think uh, he will be with me forever. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Do you remember when you went to Europe? Who were the first drivers you met? Like other people that you met that are like on the grids now, and people you raced with. Um. Because everyone has to make the same move yes. to Europe, right? So I just wonder who was yes. there then. I think. Um, from oh sorry again I'm that's okay no, <laughs> I think from the guys that you know yeah just um, on the grids yeah. yeah because I had some teammates in in my first team but they are not in F3 but um, for example the first drivers that I met it was Dennis Hauger oh yeah um, Gabriele Mini that is mm -hmm. an F3 now uh, Beganovic uh, who else in F3 grids all the guys that in the top five, I would say, we raced together in go-kart. That was the first guys, you know, we always raced against each other in go-karting. We always had the same categories at the same year because we have the same age. So. And are you all friends? Would you say you're a group of yes, friends? Yes, yes. Mainly with Beganovic, Gino. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, we created this relationship when we were teammates in Prema three years ago. Yeah, in my first season in Formulas, Formula 4. Yeah. And uh, also with Mini, we, we are friends. Um, and uh, yeah, it's difficult to have close, close friends mm -hmm, in this sure. sport, you know, because when you race against each other, uh, a little touch that you have with the guy, you want to kill him. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's where it gets so weird for me. Like, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've never done racing. So like we do a little bit on the sim. Like I'll go on the sim. He goes on the Xbox and we'll race together. And sometimes I want to fucking kill him as well. You know? but for the most part, we just get along. Right? Yeah, I think. It's difficult. I try to always separate professional side from personal side, but it's difficult, you know, when when you crash with someone, it's not the best feeling you can get with the guy, you know, because you always think that the guy is, I don't know, a dickhead and the guy feels the same on you, so... Yeah. So yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, one one week after, one month after, everything's okay again, so... But it's difficult to build this relationship you know like mm. really friends like i have with other people because you always want to beat each other you know and mm. you yeah. said earlier that you know what your weaknesses are like when you race 
What, what, what do you think your weaknesses are? Because I don't see many weaknesses right now. If I tell you, people will know my weakness. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. True, right. No, I, I know what I need to improve, but it's not my job to... People need to figure out what do I need to do and where they can beat me, you know? Mm. Because if I tell, people will probably go on that things. So, so, but there is a way to beat you then. For sure, no one is unbeatable. I think everyone is... Uh, unless you are an F1 legend like Ayrton Senna or Michael Schumacher, Alonso, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all these guys, they're, they're all still beat, beatable, you know? Yeah. But they have some... Like, they don't have a big margin, you know? You mm. need to really to go in that, in that little thing that they have. And in F3, we are still building ourselves. We are still growing in the sport. So we still have... Uh, let's say bigger margins that people can see yeah. and beat you. Yeah, I can say that this season maybe I'm the one that has less of these things because I have done less mistakes than the others probably on terms of crashing in the races and I, I've done points in how the we we have done six rounds now I think. Yeah, six rounds mm -hmm. and I I finish on points in all of them are part of race one in Bahrain, the reverse grid. Because mm -hmm. that was the only race that I crashed with some guys. So Was that your fault or someone else's fault? No, to be fair, it's difficult to say, you know, the guy closed on me and we crashed. Uh, yeah. I got the penalty at the end. But it's difficult to say. I could have avoided it mm. because I was very close to the guy, you know, and first race of the year, everyone wants to make the point. So yeah. 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 he tried to defend, but I was too close, maybe, you know. So I don't know. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, let's people figure out what is my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wish that every single car was exactly the same? Would you prefer that? I mean, I don't know how it is in F3. I know they're obviously a lot closer in F3, but, you know, moving into F2 and F1, do you think, it, would you prefer it if all the cars were just equal? I think F3 way of, of um, F3 way of how they organize the championship is nice because it's the same chassis for everyone, it's right. the same engine, but still the teams has their own tools to make the car mm. faster, you know, the setups and the way that they build the car and everything. In F1 is a bit different. For sure, for the driver, it's better if you if you have everyone the same car because the chance of you getting in a Red Bull nowadays to win a championship in F1 is very small because Verstappen is not living there, you know. No He's winning races. Yeah. Yeah. He's winning championships. Perez, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's still a good driver. Everyone knows it. Yeah, you he's know? amazing. He, he's, he's not amazing. having been through the best races now, but he's still a very good driver. Mm. And and yeah, so and they are not going to put a rookie there. So for sure, for a rookie in F1, it's the best thing you can do is having the same car for everyone. Like yeah. this, you can show your potential because you cannot win the race with a Haas. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a. Bit, I would love to have equal everything for everyone. Yeah, yeah. So mm. like this, you can really show uh, your potential. Yep. So who do you think on the F1 grid, if everyone was in the same car, is the three quickest drivers? I, I still think Verstappen, yeah, yeah. Fernando, and... Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hamilton. I would say they are the three tops. Yeah, But there is so many good drivers there. It's difficult to say. They would be all the same, you know? Who's the worst driver? Who is the <laughs> worst? <laughs> 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 he left last year. Could have just shouted Felipe Dragovic. Could have got away with that one. <laughs> I do Sorry, know, Felipe, though. we love you. I do. Know, I, I, am I getting this right? Alonso is actually your manager. Is that true? Yes, his, his. Cool. Since last year, yeah. Cool. And how's that relationship? Because uh, he's my favorite driver of all time. He's your favorite driver? Yeah. Only when I went to Silverstone 2005, when I was a little boy, he won that race. Okay. So cool. I got to see it in person, and since then he's just been. The guy for me. The thing of Fernando is that um, first we have a very good relationship. Mm. I think um, we're not like we don't talk every day, we don't talk every week. But every time I need him, mm-hmm. like to give me an advice, I can easily take my phone here now and text him. You know, I have his WhatsApp number and That's he will help crazy. me because can he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy and he has a good heart as well. You know, he, yeah. he really wants to push me to become the best I can get. And at the beginning of the season, he was helping me a lot because, you know, as a rookie, I was after winning my first race. For sure, you start to put a little bit of pressure on yourself because you want to keep mm. still doing the same results. And he was the guy that was telling me don't put pressure on yourself you know keep calm do your do your do your best that you can do here is the advices that i give to you to this track like in melbourne for example before the race start we, on wednesday i went to aston martin truck and he took he took the tablet that they have with all the track infos and everything and he showed me Cool. And other other F uh, A14 drivers as well, the management of Fernando, that is three drivers in F3. So we we all sit in the table, and he showed, look, this corner you need to do like that, that, and that. So it's a relation, it's a professional relationship, I would say. I don't have a personal relationship with him. Like he's not. Yeah. It's not like we, yeah, like yeah, here, yeah. for example, we are not sitting to take a beer or uh, drink something. No. We will have beers if you want them. No, I'm okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> Just to celebrate the championship, man. I was going to say that. When you won the championship, we'll come back. Yeah. We'll have some drinks. And lo- I would actually love when you next come back to London, we'll go out for, go out for dinner and get some drinks. It's, Absolutely. If this is your first time here, we can take you around, show yeah, that you around. blew my mind. This is your first time in London. Yes, my first time in London. And second time in, in the UK? Did yeah, you, you guys just invited me to do the podcast, but not to lunch something. Or, uh, well, you we got, can get some food afterwards. I was going to say, you got yeah, some absolutely. time to we go, we, we go have some lunch after. Let's do no that. Problem. Let's do that. <laughs> That's absolutely great. Yeah, <laughs> flying home from Luton. And then where do you fly? To, where are you going to? When, sorry? Tomorrow. When you fly tonight? Where uh, you? I go to Milan, to my house. I need to prepare my stuff. I'm going to Trident this week mm-hmm. to do some simulator and stuff. Uh, because we have uh, Ungaroing next week, yeah, and Spa just after. So yeah, mm, two big races, man. Yeah, yeah. Even if we have the week off, it's never a week off. You know, mm. it's just a little bit more time to work ourselves to the next round. So yeah, yeah. Mm. Just going back to what you said about Alonso, I just wonder how that started. 
Like, did he say, oh, I want to manage some people in F3 or were you looking for someone who to help you? Like, what was, how did all that start? How did you get involved with Alonso at the beginning? But everything started um, in Red Bull F1 race. I was not there. I was in Brazil at the time, but my father went to the race. I've, I've raced in Fernando's team in Freca, this category that okay, I told yeah, you, yeah. Uh, two years ago. And uh, he knew who I was because I raced in his team, you know. But we never had the contact, you know. It was just, uh, you know, he, he, he knew who I was because I got a podium for his team. Yeah. But then my father went to this race and I was, um, I, I, I didn't sign any contract to F3 in that point. So I needed someone to help me to, to step up to F3 in the team that I wanted that was Trident in the point. So some friends of my father were in this race as well. So he said, look, we have someone that maybe can help your son to, to step up. And, uh, and yeah, so they, they presented my father to Albert that, that, just to explain, there is three owners of A14, the management. There is Albert, Alberto, and Fernando. They are the three founders of the, the management. Fernando is the face, you know, because, you yeah, know, yeah. He's, he's the face. And he's the one that, you know, is the driver and give the advices to the, to the young guys as well. Albert is the one that follows me in all the races. He's always with me. Whatever I need, he's on my side. Alberto is the guy that is is on the side of Fernando for everything. So he, he does everything with Fernando. Yeah. Um, and my father met, met uh, Albert. And uh, at the same day, they met Fernando, Alberto, and they got in contact. They talk a bit. They, they say, okay, we have interest on Gabriel. My father had interest on them. So they say, okay, we have a deal. <laughs> they, they sign, and then we, they started talking with Trident. We signed the contract one week after. Wow. That's a sick story. I don't know if it was one week after. I can be wrong, huh? but we were very, very soon, let's yeah. say, yeah, because yeah. there was not much time left yeah. to the season. So, yeah. One thing I'd like to ask, and we touched on it with Brad quite a lot yesterday, Brad Benavides, um, was like the financial side of things. And it's, you know, it's not really spoken about that much, but, you know, you mentioned like uh, it was your brother when he crashed in karting and you, they couldn't afford to replace the car. How is that for you? Because I know Brad and his family have had struggles. Was it in F2 or F3? Halfway? Well, he, he they could only afford half the season, right? He actually said that he was racing with you at one point and you were both going into a season, but then the car was so shit that he, he, that he stayed or something, did half a year, and you left before the beginning of the year. Yeah, so basically what happened is, talking about the financial side first, yeah. is um, nowadays um, my parents are the one that sponsor my my career no okay they helped me since i was in karting is that why you're not wearing like a sponsored t-shirt right now yeah absolutely no one yeah. is helping your me. parents <laughs> if someone wants to sponsor me <laughs> 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 no but um uh, as i told you my, my father has a company and luckily and also a lot of effort from his side my father is a very smart guy on this way because he knew that in this world no one is giving you cash for free you know, just because you look beautiful. And uh, yeah, we want to help you to become an F1 guy. Mm. So he said, I need to grow the company enough to be capable to pay for the seasons. Uh -huh. Wow. And, uh, but at the same time, he didn't know how much it was. So he needed to work as much <laughs> as he could. To, <laughs> he has no to, idea how much. Yeah. 
and uh, I think he regrets a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we always make fun, no? Because my, my brother has two children now, so oh, we always yeah. say, okay, he will be the next driver. And my father says, oh, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> but yeah, um, we are lucky that the company got big enough to give us enough money to pay for the season. Yeah. I'm not coming in a private jet to the races mm -hmm. because we don't have... Uh, it's not that... How can I explain this? Like, I I don't ca I cannot afford myself to to come in a private plane, stop there, take the best hotel ever. You know, mm. I have the best car in in, in F3. I would say nowadays, I'm right. in the best team. It's not missing anything for me, but that's it. I I I'm not. <laughs> how can I say this in 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 English? I know Just you mean. Yeah, cash. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's it for me. Like. Is is not so easy, let's say, on financial side. I don't want to get so deep on that thing because you know it's yeah it's, no yeah yeah. But it's not so easy, and I don't think it's easy for anyone. Well, no, we had we had Brad on yesterday, and obviously the episode isn't out yet, so you wouldn't have had a chance to see it. But just to be completely transparent with you, he said that he was at Silverstone this weekend and he couldn't afford a hotel room, and that just shows you like the levels of how you don't really know what's going on because a lot of the time, if your car's paid for, you're you're racing. But you might not necessarily be getting paid to like. Yeah, yeah, so yeah you exactly. Don't get so paid the actual race, driver right? might not have any yeah, money, yeah. but they'll be doing it if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But it was crazy to hear that from him. No hotel. No, like on my side, I have my structure behind. You know, I don't. I'm not on that level, like missing other rooms or something. Mm. Um, I know Brad. He's a very nice guy and lovely guy. I didn't know about this thing. To be fair. Um, I had another view of, of uh, Brad and his family, to be fair. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, he's racing in F2 now. I know it's not cheap, so, mm. yeah. Well, we met them yesterday and we uh, spoke to them. And he was saying to us, he was saying that um, his dad got in a load of debt through F3. <laughs> through putting him in F3, basically. Yeah. And they're now trying to pay that back off. But yeah, just really interesting to hear yeah, from yeah. drivers. Everyone has a different financial it's, it's not It's not really spoken about enough. And I get it because, you know, it's no one wants to really talk about money, but... I think it's a very important thing that's never spoken about in, in racing. Like we don't even know what an F3 seat costs. Like I think people have muttered to us like kind of roughly the price, but we don't. I don't think anyone actually really knows the price of an F3 seat. I think I don't think it's a problem to say that to be honest, because you know it's it's more. I don't know. Depending in a top team, is more than a million probably. Really? Yes. In F3. See, I thought F2 was a million. I thought I thought F3 was no, sub no, million. F2 like it's uh, almost a double to be fair. Yeah, in, if you are in a top team, you know. And what does that cover? Does that mean they will pay for all your flights everywhere? No, no, no. Just the car? It's your car. <laughs> and you have to then get yeah, there yourself. Yeah, but if you crash, you pay. If you... Uh, you need to pay everything, you know. But it depends also in the contract, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. There is teams that you pay two million and uh, in F2, for example, and they cover your hotel, they cover your flights, they cover everything. But there is teams that they don't cover anything. Wow. You know, but yeah, it depends each driver contract and also depends of the management if they are able to get less on, on the budget cap, on the price, on on the teams, you know, it's all negotiable. Yeah. But it's also expensive to do. It's not that the teams are putting two million and they are spending uh, 500K. No, mm. they spend a lot as well. Yeah. There is a bit of margin that they make, but it's not. It's an it's an expensive sport at the end of the day. That's why not many people have the opportunity to race. Yeah. Mm. Because it's very very expensive, and a lot of talented drivers, um, they are not here anymore because of this, mm. because of money. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, 
And talking about uh, Brad's season, that uh, he was talking that we left the team. Um, basically, what happened is uh, I was moving to my first year in Freca, and I had a lot of expectations of the team that we were going. A lot of promises that they made about car and everything. We went to the preseason test, and it was very bad. To be fair, we were. Uh, in the back. More yeah, he said you were like both like three seconds behind everyone. There was nothing uh, you could not, do. not three seconds, but we were always like one second, one second and a half, depending yeah. on the track. And uh, and we dis- I decided because, you know, it was not good for myself to do a season and finish in P20 every race. You need the podiums, eh? Yeah, I needed to to make the results also yeah, to yeah. continue, you know. It's not that I'm finishing P20 and going into F2. Mm. I need the results. 100%, yeah. So I decided to leave the team. And uh, I left the team at the time. And I moved to FA, Fernando Alonso team. So, yeah, and straight in the first race, uh, no practice because I had a problem in, in this car on the FP. So I went directly for quali uh, and we were P9. So it was a big step. I was like mm-hmm. three tenths off the pole. So for me, it was a big thing, you know, from being one second and a half off, one second to three tenths. Mm. And that was driving, you know, three tenths I could take out on driving because no practice in that car. I didn't know the team. I didn't know the engineers. I didn't know anyone. And I was three, only three tenths off. So yeah. it was very good. So, yeah, at the end of the season, we got podiums and uh, top fives everywhere. So it was very good for me. I think you did the right thing going with Fernando Alonso's team. Have you ever raced at his track? Go-kart at his track in Spain? Yes, I did. You have? Ah, really? I did in 2017. Yeah. When I did a European Championship in junior categories. Mm. And I did last season. We were, we drove together, me and him. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. What December. was that like? Sick. And the guy's quick. Because <laughs> yeah, he still got it in the car. <laughs> I yeah. will be very honest. Huh? I knew that it was his karting track. I knew that he's a guy that is always driving. But I was not expecting him to be so fast in the go-kart like that. You know, because... Wow. After, he's not racing in go-karts. Well, that's what we've heard. Karting and racing, very different. Very yes, different. and normally they're F1 drivers. They're good in karting, but they're not superstars in karting anymore. They were at mm. the karting times, yeah. but because they are so like they have so much things to do <coughs> during the season that they, when they are free, most of them, they don't want to do any anything. Like They just want to be home with the family or whatever. So they don't do so much karting, and you lose the... You know, you don't you lose the feeling of go karting. You lose that feeling that you have when you drive, and you lose a lot of lap time as well mm. through the years. And but Fernando, man, there was some karting guys drove, driving at the same day as us from his team in go karting that they were winning races in the European Championship. And to yeah. be honest, he beated everyone. Wow! Wow! But I see that in his in his F1 driving. Do you do you feel that? I feel like the way he drives in F1 kind of resembles his karting yeah, in a yeah. way. His karting, I think F, F1 is a bit difficult to compare because F1 has so much downforce that you need to be so precise and mm. stuff. But yeah, he's a very aggressive driver. Aggressive, that's, yeah, that's what And I mean, he's yeah. still in go-kart doing that. Mm. So he has the old, uh, old driver uh, go-karting style because if you see in 19s, uh, 80, 90, whatever... Uh, you see the drivers, they were always sideways in go-karting and everything. And if yeah. you see Fernando nowadays in the actual go-karts, he's still driving like that when everyone is very smooth and everything. Mm. But he, he's able to be very quick on his way of driving in go-karts. Yeah. 
it's his track he knows every single detail of the track you know but still uh it was not one tenth quicker than everyone he was like four tenths quicker than uh, there was one man. day that because i was not expecting that so i went to drive i was like okay i will be as quick as him probably because i didn't drove for very long already mm. and then he beat me in the first session i was the fastest after him if i remember well mm. um because ah i remember now in the morning there was the track was a bit wet you know wet but we were on slicks and i love these conditions okay so because i practiced quite a lot that on go-karting in brazil mm -hmm. and so i was the quickest in that moment i was like a second two seconds ahead of the guys because i was able to generate a lot of temp in the tires yeah. and everything and then fernando just came to the afternoon you know when the track was just dry he first session bam one second faster than me I was, man, what? Why, why am I so slow? <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay, at the end of the day, I kept driving, 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 and I was like three tenths, four tenths slower than him. Yeah. And then I, in the night, I was, man, I didn't have sleep so well. I was like, man, four tenths slower. What Just kept you up all night long. Yeah. Yes. So uh, the next day, I improved, but he was not driving anymore because he had some appointments. I don't know if I was going to be at the same level as him or not. Mm. For sure, he was going to still be faster than Fast me. But yeah, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drive again with him. Fernando, <laughs> yeah, I so need a we, revenge, mate. Yeah. What do we all and go yeah, down? Fernando, we'd like to drive with We'll all come <laughs> down to the car and track and set a few laps. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll let us do it for free. Speaking of laps. Nicely. Oh, yeah. We do have uh, the fastest lap leaderboard coming up, but let's quickly touch on Silverstone that's just happened this weekend. You were there racing. We were in the Trident Garage. We saw you go out. And how is that race for you? Do you like Silverstone? Yeah, it's a track that I've not been so much times, mm. just in the sim mm -hmm. quite a lot. But um, it's a track that I love, to be fair. It's one of the best tracks I've raced in. And, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful to be able to drive in a track like that. And... I didn't have the best result of the season. I was expecting more. The car was uh, probably good enough to be on pole and win. Yeah. Because my teammates did that. Okay. I have done a mistake on quali, so I lost the opportunity to be there. But still, race one was very good. P2. P2 and yeah. P5? Yeah. P2 from P8 and P6 in race two okay. in the feature, starting P5. Uh, it was very difficult feature race for me. Mm. We didn't have so much the pace. But still, I loved racing there. So good. Mm. It's really an fun. amazing track. But yeah, as Fab said, we had Brad on yesterday who came and went top of the pit stop fastest lap, which blew us away because Oscar has been top for so long. It's, a, it's basically Austria. You're going to get like three, four practice laps and then we do three timed laps. And uh, yeah, are you any good on a sim? You fancying yourself? Yeah, normally I'm okay, but I don't know in F1 game. I don't play it. Well, I never played before. Word of warning, the pedals are not screwed down. So they move around <laughs> a little bit. We just oh haven't we just God. haven't screwed the bolts on. Um, but that's been the same for everyone, so now we don't want to change Good. it. Amazing. Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's do Let's that. Do it. <laughs> Gabby Bortoletto, here he is, pit stop fastest lap. What can he do? As you can see, I'm still doing really well on the leaderboard. Rock bar. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Herbert, though. you're not much slower than Johnny Herbert, though. <laughs> I don't know who's blown it more, me or you know, the, When the day comes that someone is slower than you, that's going to be a sad, sad day. It's going to be the best sad day of my life. <laughs>
Lift and coast, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what that means? Nah. nah. <laughs> Feeling the pressure? Man, mega pressure. More than the proper racing, you know. <laughs> Gabby! How do you think you've done on the pit stop fastest lap? To be honest, I don't think I went so well. But, let's see. Where would you like to be on the board? I would like to be P1, but I'm not sure <laughs> I would be P1. Um, well, we just heard that you've been thinking about this all day. This has been a big thing, has it? Ah, uh, yeah, after I see so many good names there, you know, I need to, <laughs> to be at the same level at least. Well, you've done the pit stop fastest lap in a one minute. That's a good start. 06. How do you feel about that? Sad already. Not Sad already. On not on the top three. We're not on the top three. But remember what they said in Brazil. Six people on the podium. <laughs> 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 you have done the pit stop fastest lap in a 106-224. Which puts us right here. Right there. Oh, oh there goes that. Oh, Which puts us right here. Right below Matt Gallagher. One, two, and Matt Gallagher uses a sim every day. <laughs> so that isn't bad at all. He lives on his simulator. How do you feel about that? I'm impressed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to have to come back next time you're in London. After the season, once you've won their free championship, we'll go out, celebrate it, and then we'll get you a new time. When we finish everything, I do more laps. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot go home think that I was so off like this. Round of applause. Guys. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not in the podium, mate. I'm P7. I'm out of the podium. <laughs> oh, one, two, three, four. You can't oh, even. Yeah, <laughs> not even on the podium in Brazil. I found it interesting enough that you decided to have shoes on doing it. Everyone else has took their shoes off. Does that not bother you, having shoes on? I on don't the know, to be honest. The, the pedal is very soft, so... We can look for excuses now, though. <laughs> yes, this is the shoes. The <laughs> <laughs> if you, there were not the shoes, I would now? be a 104. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, Gabby, thank you so much Thanks for coming on the podcast. And thank you so much for, you know, staying in London and coming to do the show with us because we've been speaking for a while and I've been really excited <laughs> to get you on. Yep. It's been amazing watching your season in F3 and I'm so excited for the last three, last three races. See, three races left, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ungaring, Spa and Monza. That's the one. That's See cool. how you get on. I have one question for you. I, I ask everyone at the end. If you weren't a racing driver, what would you be doing with your life? Mm. Good question, that one. You know, mm. It's very difficult to answer. It's difficult. I never stop to think about that, but I think I would. I would be a tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> really. I don't know. I like the 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 way that this sport is tennis. You know. Yeah. You don't have an excuse there. It's you yourself and training. You know. Yeah. And then when you are on court, it's you against the guy. There is no excuse, no wind, uh, a ball that is like this or mm. that. You need to be good and that's it. Yes, yeah, another no, side. I, I like this sport, to be fair. I'm, I don't practice because uh, I want to start, but I never practice that much. But I, I like the way that sport, this sport is. But yeah, if I was not a racer, over, like for sure, if I was not a, a motorsport, yeah. for example, I would like to be on, on MotoGP.
mm. on bikes. Yes, racing. Wow. I, I need engine on my life. Yeah. Have, you, have you rode bikes before? Yes, I did sometimes, but I did like four times, and the four times I fall down. So. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a completely different to driving a car. Yes, yes. I also want to say before we go, just so you know, I've spoke to a lot of people about, about you and about that you were coming on. And a lot of people have said to me, out of everyone they know, they're pretty sure that you'll become an F1 driver. Like, a lot of people really believe in you he and looks, really back you. He looks like an you F1 driver. You do look driver. like an F1 <laughs> You have the look, man. <laughs> but I just, I just wonder for you, like, do you feel the pressure or is that just a dream? Absolutely not, mate. I think it's just a dream that every year is coming closer and closer. But it also depends, you know. It looks so close now because I'm, you know, probably moving to F2 in the future. But at the same time, it's still, still so hard. far. Because I need to still do a very good season in F3 to finish very well in F3 and do a very well, like very good season in F2. Because we've seen so many guys, talented drivers that have done, like Schwarzman, for example. He mm -hmm. was P1 yeah. in F3, P2 in F2, and he didn't go to seat in F1. So mm. you see. It, and now he's making music. <laughs> now he's making music. Yeah. <laughs> I actually sent him a voice message and asked if I could be on one of his tracks. <laughs> didn't reply. He yet. rapped on our podcast, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you cool rapped man. on the no, podcast. I rapped. Yeah, I was going to say he didn't rap. <laughs> he played us one of his songs. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Let's go get some food or go get a drink or something before you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That'd be it. great. Thank um, you very much. Thank you for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. Rate it five stars. Hit the subscribe button. And we'll see you guys soon. Thank you very much. Quality. Thank you. Cheers, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Can I do one more lap? Mate, it's fire. <laughs>